Gospel Message, Week 74. Many believed on him. Reading from John chapter 8, from verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury, as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then Jesus said unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then ye shall know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father had taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. And he spake these words, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house for ever, but the son abideth for ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. 
I know that you are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. What were they doing? Rejecting the truth. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then they said unto him, We were not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. I read this lengthy dialogue only because I wanted to highlight a conversation that Jesus had with the Jews in that time. And what I found interesting when I studied this was that a major portion of this dialogue, this back and forth, this accusation he had with Jews who, as the scripture states, believed on him. So from verses, two, for, from verses 42 to 47, you know, we see an important truth here. And it, it now causes us to, or what it should cause us to do, is cause us to examine ourselves when it comes to accepting certain truths. And by truth, we don't mean people's opinions, but we mean the truth as revealed by the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. When we have a hard time accepting the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, it is because something in us will not even allow us to hear or to receive this word. And as Jesus pointed out to these, you know, quote unquote believers, he says, you cannot hear my word because ye are not of God. He also said, you know, you do the works of your father, the devil. So when there is a something that makes us reject the truth of the word of God, that something is Satan. 
Satan is at the root of that rejection, that opposition, that, you know, don't agree or don't receive it or, you know, that's not what it means. It means something else because we have to keep in mind, Jesus said with Satan, there is no truth in him. So if it is the truth of the word of God, as unpleasant as it might be to hear, as uncomfortable as it might be to receive, because when we receive the truth of the word of God and it's uncomfortable, that means it is light that is shining into a darkness that is within us. And you know what? It's, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow when we are hearing something about our ways or about ourself that is not in line with, with God or something is coming in and just breaking into what we have established as, you know, our way or, or, or our truth. But when the Holy Spirit opens up the word of God. And this is what we always have to ask for when we are going in to read our Bibles. Let us not ask to go and let us not go into the scripture for the purpose of memorizing the scripture. Let us not even go into the scripture, which is again, what a lot of us do for the purpose of preaching a sermon or, or doing some sort of ex expository work. We really have to go into the Bible asking seeking God in that Bible, seeking Christ in that Bible and asking the Lord in prayer prior to going into Bible study, Lord, reveal your truth to me. I don't want what is comfortable for me. I want your truth because Christ is the living word, you know, and, and, and the Bible also tells us that the, the word of God is living, active, sharper than a two-edged sword. What two-edged sword do you know that is dull? What two-edged sword do you know that if it makes contact with your skin, it's not going to slice it and draw blood? This is the reality of God's word and this is the purpose of God's word because it is meant to tear down strongholds and break every yoke that the enemy has established within us. God's word is not for the trees. God's word is not for the houses and for the buildings. It is for us, we his sheep who have been inundated by this world and we have conformed to this world. So when the Lord is bringing his word to come and break that conformity, then we had better believe that it's going to be unpleasant. But it is an unpleasantness that is temporary. Sorrow might last for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. This is the word of the Lord. So again, anytime we find ourselves bucking against the truth, especially if we have asked the Holy Spirit to reveal this truth to us, then we have to recognize that Satan is at the bottom of it. Because if we, re if we receive God's word, it will change us. It will save us. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. And it is a discerner of every thought and intent of the heart. Receiving the truth of God in Christ Jesus via his word can never leave us the same. If we are receiving the truth, then there is no how that receiving that truth will not change us. It was meant to change us. It is purpose to change us. Therefore, those who through outright refusal or who through scorn, or who through mocking, or high-mindedness, or ignorance, 
or worldly intelligence are, as Jesus said, doing the will of their father, the devil, whose very nature it is to reject the truth of God. All these excuses that are given for rejecting the truth, and many of them sound intelligent, logical, and sound. They are the lies and deceit of Satan visited upon our flesh or our natural life or our worldly ways as unconverted by the truth of Christ. So when there is still some parts of us that have not yet been converted and there are lots of parts of us, all of us that have not yet been converted, it is these parts that instantly want to reject the truth because Satan has total control over the unconverted part of us. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 8, 7 to 8. And that is why Jesus said to these people who were arguing with him that what he, that they were saying that what he said was a lie and what they believed was the truth. That was why he said to them, you will die in your sins. And he said that to them for one reason and one reason only. They rejected him and did not receive what he was saying. Instead, they insisted on what they believed, their own truth, which if it caused them to reject Jesus, who is the truth, then that means what they have is a lie. And who is the father of lies? It is Satan. It is very important, extremely important for us to see the manner of argument that is taking place here. This God in Christ Jesus and Satan in the flesh are presenting their truth to the believers. That's what's going on in this dialogue. And what is also happening here is that as Jesus now speaks the truth of God to them and their religion, quote unquote, or their understanding or their established truth within themselves is opposing the truth that is coming from Christ, the son of God. They are basically being given an opportunity to choose in that time. Will they accept the truth of Christ as in what Christ is saying, or they will they accept their beliefs and reject the truth of Christ? So by the time the chapter concludes, we see that the believers, quote unquote, rejected Christ to the point that they took up stones to stone him. That's how much they rejected what, they, what he was saying and believed their own truth. And if we reject the word of Christ for something within ourselves that we call truth, then we have to understand that that so-called truth is a lie and Satan is at the base of it. So by rejecting Christ, they automatically choose Satan. Hence, Jesus saying to them, if ye believe not, ye shall die in your sins. So continuing from verse 38, then answered the Jews and said unto him, say we not that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father and ye do dishonor me. 
and I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet... Ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say that I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and thou hast seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was I am. Then took they stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them and so passed by. And this is the end of the chapter, um, uh, verse 59. So once again, let us keep in mind, I, I, this, it's a lengthy chapter and I went into reading the whole thing because it's important for us to understand who Jesus was having this dialogue with. He was not talking to people who were quote unquote unbelievers. These were the Jews who professed that God was their father. These were the people who were religious and they went to, to, to the synagogue and they studied the the religious book that they studied in that time, they were believers, quote unquote believers. And these were who Jesus was having this dialogue with. And in this world where we are now, where the Bible emphasizes in so many places about how false prophets will rise in the end times, you know, preaching things that are contrary to the truth of Christ. Again, it's saying false prophets, people who will profess to be Christians, who will profess to be pastors and prophets and evangelists and this and that, but they will start to preach something that sounds good to the ear, that makes a lot of sense, that has hints of the truth. They will quote Bible passages, but they will interpret these Bible passages in a way that is contrary to the truth of God. This is what the Bible is telling us. The Bible is saying their God is their belly. You know, they are not seeking Christ. They are not seeking salvation. They are seeking glory and edification and honor from men. They are choosing, seeking to be praised and to be put up on a pedestal. All the traits of pride that are associated with Satan. But what happens is that it will be so convincing that we won't unless we are grounded in this life of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Even the elect, as the Bible says, too will be deceived. So the dialogue that Jesus had with these, with these quote unquote believers it was a, it's a dialogue that happens every day because we too sometimes are carrying around a truth about heaven, about Christianity that is so separate 
from the truth that is in Christ Jesus. And the only way that we can know the truth in Christ Jesus, or even know if we're being deceived, is to take this knowledge and take it to him and say, Lord, you know, pray to Christ, Lord, I want your truth at all costs. And by any means necessary, especially to break the yokes that we have on ourselves unbeknownst to us, Christ will, Christ will never reject a prayer for his truth for a heart that genuinely desires to hear the truth of Christ. These are the prayers that he answers immediately. There is no waiting time. Christ will never say, well, the time has not yet come. For anyone who seeks Christ, who seeks the spirit of truth that is in Christ Jesus, there is no delay in the answer. There is a process of bringing us to the realization, but Christ starts to work on us immediately. But again, it is not through eye service. It is not through mouth service. We try to impress one another based on what we can see. Christ sees the heart. So the heart that genuinely desires to know him will know him. So let us keep in mind that the dialogue took place between Christ and people who believed on him and the arguments, the vindication, the indignation, the accusations, the reviling, the picking up stones to stone him came from people who at some point believed on him. So how have we reacted when the spirit has revealed something to us of the word of God and we have taken it as, ah, well, that one is just a little too much. Oh, that uh, that one is uh, is too holy, holy, or it's too extreme. Or how have we responded to a revelation of the Spirit about the truth of God in Christ Jesus? How have we responded to that? What has and 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 in responding to that, what have we leaned towards? Have we leaned more towards the way we were familiar? Have we leaned towards the way other people do it? Have we leaned towards the socially accepted way of dealing with certain things? What are we rejecting the word of God for? What are we rejecting the truth of Christ for? When we are offended by the truth that the spirit reveals, do we know that we are offended? And we might attack the preacher or whoever is coming with the word, but we have to recognize that our offense is at Christ. If he is revealing his truth to us and we're mocking him and calling him a devil and calling him all these things, might not be using the exact same language that they used, but rejection is rejection. When we say it's not that, it's this and that this our finger points towards ourselves, our belief, our understanding, how we have always done it, what we have learned since we were in Sunday school and we were kids. Whereas the Spirit of God in Christ Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, will reveal to us truths that will break yokes that we didn't even realize were yokes. So the offense at Jesus, again, going back to the passage, which began in verse 31, Jesus said, if ye continue in my word, ye are my disciples indeed, then ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, which indicated that at present they were in bondage. 
as indicated by verse 33. But because they believe themselves to be enlightened, to be holy, to be righteous, to be wise, to be knowledgeable of the ways of God, they were incensed at this man who dared indicate that they needed to be saved. And this, fellow believers, is the trap of deceit that Satan has many of us in at this very moment. We reject the truth that though we believe, though we pray, though we are good people who do good things, we may still be walking in the way of the world and not in the way of Christ. This is an absolute truth. It is an absolute truth knowing who our opposition is, the deceiver, the liar, the accuser of the brethren, the father of all lies. This is how he deceives the believers. Because we believe that as long as we go to church and we pray and we do good things, that it is impossible that we may still be walking in the way of the world and not in the way of Christ. But it is a possibility and it is a truth that we should not reject. So when presented with this possibility, how do you react? How does the honest thought of it cause you to feel? Are you saying to yourself, there is no way I can fall under that type of deceit? I know the way I am doing it is the right way, or at least mostly the right way. Or do you feel a twinge of fear or dread or uncertainty? And as a result, say, Lord, please search me. If there is any aspect of me that has been deceived into accepting a truth over the truth, then Lord, please reveal it to me. And Lord, please save me. This is the prayer that we have to pray at every turn in our Christian walk. Because we know the verse, the enemy prowls around like a lion looking for whom to devour. His devouring is not to strike you dead unless we are caught up in complete iniquity at the time that he wants to strike us dead. Then that would be his plan. But Satan achieves far better simply by substituting a shadow of the truth for the truth of God in Christ. And we are all at risk of this happening to us at any given turn of our Christian lives. And this is why we have to diligently, with all humility, Pray that prayer at every turn and say, Lord, search me if I have believed anything or if I have strayed from your way, reveal it to me. And as you are the only one who can reveal it to me, I am reminding you that you are the only one who can save me. So save me, Lord. The choice of how we react to it is up to us. I do know, however, that I'd rather have a perfect God search me and reveal me to myself, good, bad, beautiful, and ugly, than to have an imperfect me search me and reveal the version of me to myself 
that makes me feel better. What would be the eternal benefit of that? There wouldn't be any eternal benefit, but there would be an eternal danger in that. And it is worth considering. And I hope you agree too. May we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.